I'm watching the movie The King's Speech. I remember liking it the first time I saw it a few years ago, but I am seeing so much more in it now than I did then. And at this one point, I had to stop the movie. And I ran for the microphone because what's in my brain, what's in my feelings and my heart, I just wanted to share. The elocutionist, the elocution trainer that the king visits, who's not a doctor, although he does have an office on Harley Street, is always after the king to talk about the personal life. What it was like as a child. When did he start stammering? Why did he start stammering? And it happened when he was, you know, started when he was about five, which is apparently common for stammerers. And as the king starts sharing some of his early family life, it's like, no wonder he stammers. Gee, many Christmas. Where's the child welfare? David has abdicated. Albert is now King George VI. They're getting ready for the coronation. And the king has found out that this person who's been helping him is not a doctor. Now, Loke never claimed to be a doctor, that he, he did not do anything fraudulent. Everybody just assumed he was a doctor. So when the archbishop started investigating and found out Loke was not a doctor, the king felt betrayed because he had thought he was going to see a doctor this whole time. And so Loke was explaining to him how he got started with this, because he's just a failed actor. He wasn't anybody. But after the Great War, that would be the First World War for those of us who don't know it by the other name, a lot of the Australians, when they came home, they were shell-shocked. Today we would call it PTSD. And they had lost their voice. They had lost their ability to share, to speak, because they had screamed for help for so long and nobody had heard. And what this man said was, my job is to give you back your voice, to let you know that somebody is listening. And the king takes exception with this because he's all pissed at being betrayed, as he feels like it. And so they get into an argument. The king's like, you know, I didn't even want to be king, but you made me think I could, blah, 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 but you're not even a doctor, blah, 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 right? And he turns around and Loke is sitting in the chair that Edward, that George will sit in when he's crowned king or after he's crowned king. And he's like, get out of that chair. And Loke is like, why? Well, I'm telling you to. Well, who are you to tell me what to do? Well, I'm your king. Well, you said you don't even want to be king. And this goes on and on until finally George is shouting, I have a voice and I will be listened to. And I paused Netflix and ran for the microphone. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Lessons from Life. I'm Mary Young, and we are talking about having a voice. I ran for the microphone because that scene in the movie, that conversation in the movie, it brought back a memory of a conversation that my current counselor, Tracy, and I had probably three years ago now, maybe four years ago, we had been talking about my childhood because we did a lot of talking about my childhood in therapy. And at some point, I looked at her and with 
uh, tremble in my voice like I have now, with tears in my eyes like I have now, I shared the realization that I had been stifled as a child. Children should be seen and not heard. Okay, some of us grew up with that. That's kind of stifling. But there was all kinds of stuff because I was the youngest and I just wasn't important. Nobody needed to listen to me. I didn't have anything of value to share. And I looked at Tracy and I said, oh my God, they stifled me. And she's like, yeah. And I said, I'm not stifled anymore. I'm allowed to talk about this stuff. And she's like, yeah. And I was driving home from that session and I just remember I kept pondering and pondering, you know, it just kept running in my brain. They had stifled me. I'm not stifled anymore. And I found myself suddenly just gripping the steering wheel with both hands and screaming at the top of my lungs. I'm not stifled. I'm not stifled anymore. Which is what the king was saying in the movie. I have a voice and it's worth listening to. It deserves to be listened to. My question for you today Who is stifling you? What is stifling you? What is keeping your voice silent? And what will it take to break that silence? What is keeping you stomped down from achieving your potential? And what will it take for you to stand up and say, I am no longer stifled. I deserve to be listened to. I have a voice. I have a dream. And by God, I'm going to make that dream come true. Find what's holding you back. Find what what is stifling you. If you have to go to therapy to do it, go to therapy. Therapy can work wonders. If you can figure it out on your own with a trusted friend, if you have a life coach, whatever. But figure out where your stifling is coming from. Figure out where your self-doubts are coming from and deal with them. Because I got to tell you, the Mary that I was when I was stifled, And the Mary that I am today, we're not the same person. Oh, we're in the same body. We have the same brain and the same voice. But I am not the person that I was when I was stifled. I am doing things that I honestly never thought I would do. I'm doing a podcast for crying out loud. I would never have thought that I could do a podcast and that anybody would want to listen to me. I am no longer stifled. I have a voice and it's worth listening to. You have a voice and it's worth listening to. Don't let people stifle you. Just don't. Figure out what is holding you down, what is keeping you down, what is holding you back. Figure out where you are being stifled and stand up for yourself. And the first time you speak your truth, your voice may shake and your knees may knock and you may feel like you're going to be sick to your stomach. And that's okay. That's normal. It's not fun, but it's normal. But you know what? The next time you do it, it gets a little bit easier. And the time after that, it gets a little bit easier. And if you have a good support system, if you have healing partners and friends who love you and support you, and you get the toxic people out of your life, Katie, bar the door. You will be amazed, utterly and completely amazed at how things can change. And I know that, and I know it's possible because I've seen it with myself. 
because I can look back four years and say, wow, the stuff I'm doing today, I would never have dreamed of doing four years ago. I have friends who are working through emotional healing and they are seeing the same thing that I saw. When they stop letting themselves be stifled, when they start believing in themselves and believing in their voice and sharing their voice, the world changes. Your life changes. Their life changed. My life changed. Everything this podcast is about is about having a better life, about liking yourself, about loving yourself more accurately. Everything I share in here is stuff that I've learned along the way. This one, this is a biggie. Not being stifled, expressing your voice, that is right up there with loving yourself in terms of what is life-changing. And I want your life to change. I want you to see how your life can be when you're no longer being pushed down, when you're no longer being stifled, when you're expressing your voice both to yourself with self-talk and self-love and to the world around you. Don't stifle yourself and don't let anybody else stifle you. You have a voice. You deserve to be heard. Thank you for listening today. Go out and make it a great week.